welcome to the Fantasy Island Dynasty Podcast, where we talk about all things fantasy football. My name is Butch Gum, and I'll be your host. Sitting in the co-pilot seat is the man, the myth, the legend, John Lopezanski. We are here to help everyone be better fantasy managers and to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly our league has to offer. Thanks for listening. Let's start the show. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing today? It is Sunday, uh, December 6th, 2020, um, also known as uh, St. Nick. You know, um, I don't know about anybody else out there, but my kids are waking up with uh, with uh, some stuff in their stockings. Looks like the big man showed up last night, so that's cool for them. Um, uh, you guys going to have to excuse my voice a little bit today. I'm slightly under the weather but you know no covid nothing to worry about here just that's why i sound like i'm dead um but uh anyways uh, i am joined here with uh mr john lopezanski john how you doing bud good it feels good to be back in this uh co-pilot seat we had a few days off due to a uh crazy schedule um you fortunately got back to a uh steady good job and um kind of got a little hectic with a few scenarios happening to you this week but uh it does feel good to be back for sure for sure are uh are your kids waking up this morning with uh some surprises or no i have no idea what um you don't, Saint you don't know what is. Saint nick is no i have no clue Bro. <laughs> i've never <laughs> heard of this in my life sarah sarah never did either until we got married and like so basically what the deal is is december the night is december 5th you know the stockings get filled and then december 6th you wake up and then you get like a little present like i you know i always got growing up i always got like a movie or a, a cd or like you know and then a bunch of candy and shit um and then obviously that was like a little little precursor for um for christmas gotcha yeah it sounds uh sounds pretty enjoyable no unfortunately i never heard of it and i never got to enjoy it oh well that's too bad you should uh you should look into it and start doing it for your kids my kid um, gets enough gifts he's uh yeah that's besides the point <laughs> uh well you spoil him oh no my wife spoils him not me uh, are you like Hitler? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm Hitler, but uh, I definitely run a tight ship here. Yeah, Sarah says I'm like Hitler. I mean, all, all the time, <laughs> bro. Just, <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Stop. Just you know. <laughs> but yeah, usually so, I get yelled at for um, being too hard on the kids. But uh, yeah, you got to have too. a uh, find a good balance, and I think I found that balance <laughs> for sure. Anyway, um, let's um, yeah. let's kick right into this. Uh, we're gonna start with the biggest, I think, upset of the fantasy football season, and well, that's bullshit. Well, I'm yeah, gonna... no, that actually it probably is true because <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna, I was gonna say that the matchup between me and Joe. Uh, from last week, or was that two weeks ago, maybe, um, 
was the the biggest matchup or the biggest upset, but my team is closer to his than this team is to me. Yeah, I think uh, good old Lamb Chops got his uh, Super Bowl win of the season last week. Can you run down what happened? I mean, looking over this game, everything went right for Chops' team, and just your team just wasn't able to hold it together. What were you thinking? What were you thinking while all this was going down? Um, (laughs) man. So I was sitting there, and I had on on Thanksgiving. I was watching like the stupid Lions game, and like they kept, they kept feeding Adrian Peterson. Like they gave him fifteen carries, but they always gave him all the goal line carries. It's stupid. DeAndre Swift was out. Um, and I, and so like Adrian Peterson ended up giving, getting 17 and a half points. And I was like, like whatever, it'll be all right. And then, you know, Sunday started and Kirk Cousins started like most of the game was just fucking atrocious, just terrible. Like he had 12 points. Sorry. It was like halfway. It was almost, I was almost to the fourth quarter and he still only had 12 points. I was like, oh man, this is a wrap. Um, <laughs> and then he threw like, I think he threw like, threw like almost 150 yards and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter um, to, to come back to win against uh, Carolina. So then, you know, that put him at 32 points, which is solid. Um, and then the rest of Blam's team shit the bed, except for. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, I swear, my phone, I have Tyreek Hill in another league, and my phone wouldn't stop going off. And I was like, I like it's 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 dead. Just stop. Like stop. the horse, the horse is dead. Like please, God, you know, like just can. All right, the I the Chiefs are up by enough. Can we like can we slow it down here? Maybe bench the starters and let you know. Like just something, anything, and it just kept it just kept going. It was like every time I looked at my phone, he scored again. He got another reception, and I was like, "This is unfreaking believable." So, but I was like, "All right." So I needed, I needed fifty nine points going into Sunday night football. I had Aaron Rodgers, I had Aaron Jones. Um, and I had MVS because like I, my team, you know, most of my players did, did solid, you know, AJ Brown, 28 points, um, CD lamb, five and a half points, Calvin Ridley, 14, Chris Godwin, 13 and 0.7. So like, and then Rogers, you know, Rogers put it well to that point, Rogers hadn't played. So I was like, yeah, I got a chance. Like my team, I spread it out over a bunch of players. And I was still in the fight, but, you know, his one freaking 50 point, 51, what was it? Where is it? 51.4 points was, I mean, that was unreal. But then, uh, so Sunday night football happened and Rogers was chucking, chucking dimes, um, you know, dropping dimes and suck it signs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he got 33.6 points. Um, and then Aaron Jones, like he, he had a good, he had a good day. I mean, he went 17 carries for 90 yards against a good defense. Um, it's just, they happened to have 
you know, Jamal Williams in on the play where he ran for the touchdown. Um, and like, obviously I lost by a small enough more margin that I was hoping on that last one, the, they get the end of the game when Rodgers was still in there. I was hoping for a uh, Aaron Rodgers to Aaron Jones, like passing touchdown, which happens a lot in the red zone. Um, and they were down there and then obviously Jamal came in and it looked like it looked like they were giving each player their own drive instead of like, you know, okay, Aaron, you know, Jones is tired. We'll put Williams in for a few plays or, you know, it's or it's like a short yardage situation. We need Williams because he's a little more of a smasher. Um, but, you know, so I was I was freaking close to to. <laughs> The coming back and holding on, but uh, you know, congratulations to Lamb to really, I mean, that's his Super Bowl I, win. That's it. That's the biggest win of his win. season. He got it. He did. He did what he had to do. Um. Well, I mean, he didn't. He didn't do anything. He got real lucky. I mean, it's not every day your wide receiver puts up two two sixty nine and three. Man, but the thing is, you got um. You got pretty lucky last week. The past two weeks, there's been a certain, like, with you losing last week, and if other teams would have won the week prior and this week, or last week technically, um, you could have been on the brink of um, playoff elimination this week. No, so, yeah, dude, uh, if, if Kodiak and uh, Treebeard and Luke Roy, um, Luke Roy would have, or, and, you know, and and can't guard Mike if they would have put together a few more, you know, a few more wins here. Um, and I know a lot of them have lost close games. You know, I mean, that's why, like, that's why when you look at the playoff standings, there's only two teams with a little asterisk next to their next to their name because they're locked in. The rest of us are, the rest of us are. I mean, hopeful. I'm mean, freaky, but I mean, I've had to navigate this entire season without Christian McCaffrey. So, you know, I mean, I've had, yeah, obviously, and but it looks like next week, um, next week I should get, you know, next week's first round of the playoffs, I have to find a way, obviously, to win. I mean, look, I'm in the third spot right now, and you know, in the, in, in the three seed. Uh, well, actually, maybe that changed. Um Nope, you're in the three seed right now. No, no, I'm in the four because Del because Kuhn is eight and four. It would the, have to be, right? No, you're in the third. You're in the third seed because he would be. In, oh yeah, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're in the fourth. What am I talking about? You're in the fourth seed. Yeah, so I'm in the fourth seed right now, um, and it looks like with the with the matchups this week. Um, I don't know that. I don't know that I can be pushed out. No, you can't. Um, you can't be pushed out. I don't think there's any way. Um, so, so I should be able. I should be fine for the first round of the playoffs um, to get in. And it looks like I should have. You know, Chris Godwin will obviously back be back. Um, hopefully, I get more solid play from him. But uh, you know, then I get Christian McCaffrey. It looks like he's coming back next week. Which and then if Josh Jacobs can get healthy, you know they said it wasn't as bad as they thought. So uh, maybe you know then maybe I can have all three of my running backs. And Aaron Jones has some 
freaking phenomenal playoff matchups um, coming up. So you know, like I, if I get in, if if I get in the playoffs, I am uh, I'm perfectly comfortable with my chances of going all the way. But uh, you know, definitely, um, it hasn't been without its struggles. It just seems like right now the Packers have been. Um kind of, you know, saving Jones in our run game as of late. It seems like if we've been able to chuck the ball, we've been chucking the ball, which last year you look at the way we were playing, we went everything through the run game. And uh, our running backs had monstrous games last year, and it looks like we're kind of slowly trying to rework that into our play calling, but we're trying to, I think, save Jones for the playoffs, it looks like. Yeah, it might be, it might be that, you know, but also like Jamal Williams has been so good. Like, how can you tell him he doesn't get any playing time? You know? Yeah, no, exactly. And that's kind of still away from Jones. Today, you know, today with the Packers play Philadelphia, Aaron Jones could easily get, you know, he could get four touchdowns like he did against, uh, like like he did against Detroit. I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but he could do that. You know, he could have 150 yards and four touchdowns, like two two rushing touchdowns and two receiving touchdowns. Jamal Williams still would get work because, you know, Jones just happened to be the one that get, got the touchdowns. It's almost getting to the point where whichever running back gets the touchdowns is, I mean, going to be the more valuable option. Yeah, yeah. Right now, the last couple of games. And I think part I mean part of that has to do with saving Jones for the playoffs. But I do I mean I think if like when it all comes down to it, we need our best play. if if it comes down to a play where or a drive where like we have to have our best players on the field that give us the best chance of winning. I mean Jones is gonna be the running back in the game. Yeah, it's gotta if be. he's if he's a hundred percent. You know, like cause he's the most electric. So, um, I mean, it's fun as a Packers fan to watch Jamal Williams. Like, you know, he did, he kind of did that little beast quake run last week where he was just pushing every, you know, hitting everybody and bouncing off them and, and then pushing, put, he pushed his way into the end zone. I think it was like, what, like 31 yards, um, against the bears. That was pretty badass. but you know, anyways, so that was, you know, last week. Last week sucked, but I still like my chances. Hey, I hear you. And like I said, um, I don't know why your team doesn't have an asterisk. I guess the only reason we have an asterisk is because um, we're guaranteed locks for first round by. That's the only thing that would make sense Maybe. to me. But you should be, you and Dal- or Dalvin at least, um, the, the, the Coon sure. should, should have an asterisk too. I don't know why, but... Uh, that's beyond because my power. If I lose, let's just put like so. If I lose today, I will be seven and six. But Hulk Smash would still be it would be six and seven. And then um, you have uh, Kodiak, Kodiak Tree. If everything went wrong for you with everybody else winning, that was uh, needed to win, and you the lost. best they the best they can have is six six wins. So the worst at worst, I'd be the six seed. Yeah. At very worst, no, even no. At worst, I would be the I'll be the five seed. The fifth the seed, only yeah. Person, the, yeah, the only person that can take me over on wins 
or tie in wins would be Lucroy. Yeah, but and you... he owns I think he owns the head to head matchup against me. I don't know. I'm not sure if that matters. I thought it was points four. That was the next um points four would be the next tiebreaker. It, it might be points four, which obviously, you know, he would have to have a monster game um to overcome my points on him. So yeah, yeah, I probably I probably am locked in at the four. Um unless, you know, if Kuhn loses today, um, you know, and I win, then then I would be back in the three spot. But I should, yeah. It, there's, I'm making the playoffs. Oh, so no doubt I can, about it. I can, I can breathe easy, and whatever happens today happens today. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, uh, the next note I wanted to hit was, um, I mean, look, I wanted to come in this week and talk a whole bunch of shit after everything went down, or that went down last week. Uh, with how many issues there were, and obviously uh, Hulk being a pain in my ass with everything. But um, I'm not a big shit talker, and uh, I really didn't write any material down, and I ain't going to use my platform to really like push against it, but I just wanted to um, put out there, my fucking win against Hulk was fucking awesome with all odds against me. Two players out on COVID list. I think I had like three players on an IR. And I still came top fucking scorer of the week. Yeah, so well, I need to get that off my chest real quick. Derrick Henry put you on his back and said, come on. <laughs> well, and Pat, Derrick Henry and Pat Mahomes were like, come here, John. We got you. <laughs> hey, bro. I mean, you know, if it was a little bit of a closer game, I was going to fucking poke the goddamn lying at this point because uh, I would have never put Latravius Murray in my starting lineup. I thought about it. I was on the edge, but if he would have allowed me to switch um, uh, Duke Johnson for um, moving him into my running back role and leaving my flex spot open, I probably would have put a wide receiver in that spot. Given the wide receivers I have on my team, I expected more out of them last week. So if it was a closer matchup, I wouldn't have had Latravius Murray uh, in my starting lineup, and who knows? I could have put a total bust up, and uh, ended up losing that week because of that. So uh, if it was yeah, close, bro, I was but, really but, gonna poke the so line. Luckily, moving forward, since Taysom Hill has taken over New Orleans, like Latavius Murray, it gets way more work. They they don't they're not using it is it's a scheme it's a it's a schematic thing. With Kamara, they they Sean Payton designed the offense for Taysom Hill to not be Drew Brees. So there's not trying to force him to be Drew Brees and play the same way. They're playing completely different. He's he's not forcing him to check down uh, to Kamara all the time. You know, he's he's designing other stuff, and that's why Latavius Murray has been getting way more work. Because obviously he's a heavier, like he's a harder hitting back than Kamara. Kamara is great. Kamara is electric, but I mean Kamara's damage has almost always come in the receiving game. Yep. Um, and now that that's not happening, like, um, you know, if like you look at it this way, so we used to we used to or we always give shit to Chops for his Elvin Kamara trade to 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 J.K. Cash. If Drew Brees is done after this season, if that happens, and Taysom Hill is the guy, Debo might be a way more valuable uh, 
player moving forward than Kamara? Because how mean, much receiving work is he going to get? It all depends on what the Saints' offense does as a whole. If they do keep Taysom Hill and uh, a quarterback moving forward, and they become more of like that run option, like a quarterback a run option, like, yeah, then absolutely. I don't see Kamara really putting up the numbers that he was uh, at one point. But, I mean, as Sean Payton, you got to figure out a way to work Kamara into – a playmaker like Kamara into that offense, which I think – You would think – I, I would you know. think, yeah. But I just wanted to push that point because um, if Hulk would have allowed, like I said, if Hulk would have allowed me to put Duke Johnson in the running black slot, I might have made a big di- – it might have been uh, – might I might have started my lineup a lot differently um, last week. Yeah. But, I'd, like, if I was you, man, Latavius Murray going forward rest of the season, I'd have him locked in my lineup. I don't know, man. That's just such a tough, tough thing. I mean, he's Dude, always he's got at Atlanta, at Philly, um, and then Kansas City and Minnesota. Those are all good matchups, and and they're the at the very earliest they're expecting Drew Brees back. Like if everything goes perfectly, is Week 15. So that's the week, that's semifinals week, the week before the championship. So, you know, you, if that's the case, and and that's that's that was on the short end. If like if everything goes perfect, he could be back week fifteen. So now they're thinking, you know, why would you push him back unless you start losing a bunch of games? You know, you lose the next two games or whatever. Um, why would you try to force him back early when you're trying to make the Super Bowl run? You know, fantasy football be damned. Um. We, you know, they want to win an actual NFL Super Bowl, you know. So, yeah. like, if that if is so, if Taysom Hill is going to continue to get the work, I mean, I I would, I would be confident in Latavius Murray just because it was all the times Taysom Hill's been on the field. That's the way the snap the snap counts even go in the favor of Latavius Murray. Yeah, because he he fits into that scheme of that like power offense that needs to push. Kamara's not correct part of that power offense really, but I just still find it hard to believe that Sean Payton is not going to try to get um, touches to Kamara moving forward, especially after last week. I mean, yeah, Murray had like monstrous game, but I mean, if I was Sean Payton, I'd be trying to get my stars involved a lot more. Yeah, for sure, but. I don't. I mean, it's maybe he's trying to cover up for some deficiencies that Taysom Hill has. Uh, yeah, you that know, could, that could be like true. Cam Newton can't. Cam Newton can't. Freaking can't throw the dump off. It seems like it's impossible. Like he sails the ball all over the place. Sometimes he hits his receiver, you know. But for the most part, like that dump off passes to running backs, he he struggles with. You know, maybe maybe Taysom Hill doesn't have that short range. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> telling you what's been happening since since Taysom Hill's been on the field. The snap counts have gone in the favor of Latavius Murray. So, hey, no, I hear you, and uh, you made a lot of good points. And uh, you might force me to put Lat- uh, Latavius Murray back in my lineup, but uh, I'm still I trying mean, dude, to look calculate at, this one out. Look at Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, we've known since basically we drafted him that he's the most talented running back on the Green Bay Packers. 
we had a coach that didn't seem to care that he was the most talented or, you know, the, the, the most talented running back on the team. We still, you know, did all sorts of other weird crap at running back, um, you know, when Mike McCarthy was here. So there, I know, like, Sean Payton is a great offensive mind, but the coach is going to do whatever the coach thinks they need to do to win, not necessarily – and it doesn't always necessarily mean apparently getting your most talented players the ball. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, there's one more thing I want to hit on from this game, and I even I tried to let Hulk win by uh, starting the biggest bust in history. Um, I really thought that picking up a possible quarterback and playing him in the flex position in this league when you wouldn't be able to on any other day, Kendall Hinton. Um, I really thought he would have at least – I thought he was a lock for at least 10 points, bro. And um, he literally yeah, took too. away almost three points from me. <laughs> so that was uh, yeah, for sure. a sad play. But I tried to beat the system, and obviously um, it came back to bite me, and it came back to bite you in the other league, the two, uh, two quarterback or two quarterback flex. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I did the same thing you did. You know, I was like trying to get that Taysom Hill bump in the uh, in the wide receiver or flex position, and um, I guess I you know he found out late Saturday or maybe early Sunday that he was actually going to play quarterback. It had to be late Saturday, um, and he had never taken a snap in the NFL. He's on the practice squad, so I guess we should have seen the. Uh, the writing on the wall there and been like, yeah. ah, especially against the Saints defense. I just thought he was going to take some snaps and rush it. That's what I thought. Times, so too. You know, and he, he, he did two, he had two carries and then they did a bunch of direct snaps to Philip Lindsay and, and Melvin Gordon, which proved to be more, you know, proved to be better than just snapping it to this guy. But, uh, that was, um, you know, Hey, it could have it, it could have paid off. Watch. Hey, it could have paid off. I mean, you never know. Um, he could have had at least a decent game where, uh, I like I said, I really thought he was a guaranteed like ten points going into the game. So I was like, man, I got a lock for ten points on a game I need to absolutely win with all the shit that went down uh, throughout the week. I was like, damn, and uh, yeah. he put up. He literally took away points from my team. Yep. But, oh, well, it is, it, it is what it is. It is what it is, yeah. All right, what um, game what so game you want to hit on next? Oh, um, the next game that I got on here is um, Luke Roy versus Brando. And um, that team – or that game is turning out to be a pretty big game um, moving forward into uh, the playoff um, hunt that we uh, got going on in our league, which is pretty tight right now. Um. With yeah, we Luke, got uh, we got one, two, three, four of the six teams. Four, five. Are, we have five teams at five and seven. Yeah, and four of the six teams in the consolation bracket, all are still in the hunt for that last playoff spot. And it's funny because yeah, we spoke uh, about this playoff scenario. Uh, what I want to say, like last week, where it, it there could be Thanksgiving night. Was it before Thanksgiving? It could have been crazy. And literally everything we spoke about ended up happening, which uh, leads to a crazy uh, final week uh, before the playoffs for our league. 
Yeah, so the the funny thing is, is like we said, you know, the craziest scenario was Robert having a chance at the playoffs. Um, and now you are playing against uh, Brando, which um, you're projected to destroy him. Um, and so then he would be five and eight. Uh, Robert is playing uh, Treebeard. And Robert is projected to win. That would put him at six and seven. Kodiak is playing against uh, Delvin, um, and Delvin's projected to win. Or uh, sorry, J.K. Cash. J.K. Cash is projected to win. That would put Kodiak at five and eight. Um, and then you have Hulk Smash versus myself. Um. And Hulk Smash is projected to beat me this week. Um, I got a bunch of injuries I'm dealing with, whatever. Um, but if I can find a way to win and Hulk Smash loses, he would be 5-8. and eight, And Robert would be your sixth seed. So Amazing. I only, we only need one upset for, uh, for Robert to get the last spot in the playoffs. Which is crazy. And crazy. Two weeks ago, yeah, to three. You know, three weeks ago, I thought he was gonna go for the. I mean, there was you know Brando and Robert, for sure were like. Brando was even talking to me about going for the number one pick. So I was like, man, like yeah, I was like, he's got a really good team. He does not deserve the number one pick. Like, <laughs> you know, um, but. And now all of a sudden, it's like, you know, they all, I guess they all have a chance. You know, there's some upsets. Um, you know, Brando could get in or, you know, Robert could get in. But Robert ha- Robert has to do it on record because. Um, point scored, he'll never get in. Because a point scored. Yeah, it will never. Yeah. So if he ties, if he has a tied record with any of them, it ain't going to happen. But if he pulls off that sixth win and nobody else does. I mean, man, you talk about you talk about the underdog of underdogs. Uh, moving forward, I don't. I mean, outside of the of making the playoffs, I don't think he got a chance in the playoffs if he does make it somehow. But uh, it definitely be pretty cool yeah. to. Um, I mean, what he's done with that team um, moving forward too, with the playoff or with um, his draft uh, scenario he's got going on, it's pretty because good. He's I got mean, so many picks. He uh he definitely got a good chance, and we I don't want to beat a dead horse on that one. We already spoke on how he could easily turn his team around, but um the crazy I mean, Luke Roy uh, the Brando going back Yo. to Brando and Luke Roy's game um that puts uh Brandon's got three that's three the third straight win for him um we like you said we wrote him off he was uh, he was about to write himself off and three straight wins later he's in playoff contention um. Luke Roy, that put Luke Roy as second straight loss. It really opened up the door to uh, more than just everyone playing for the fifth seed this week. If Luke Roy loses again this week, I mean, that really opens up possibilities on uh, the fifth seed as well. Well, I would say that uh, Luke Roy doesn't have a chance of losing, um, except for there's this guy on Lamb's team uh, named Tyreek Hill. Who can <laughs> you know him all too well. 50 points in the first quarter. <laughs> hey, you know that um, all too so, well. Oh, dude. Like, I just, 
I mean, like it was when it was happening. When it the first quarter of the Chiefs game, I was like, "Oh, that's it. I'm done. It died. There's no way." So like, I just accept. I just tried to accept it and just okay. Like, it does fantasy man matchup doesn't matter. Like now I can just enjoy the Packer game and. But then I started doing the math and I was like, "All right, like, dude, if Rodgers and Jones have a big game together, like, I could do this." <laughs> so and then I got close. I got within you know what nine points or something, and it was like, "All right." And at the end of the game, I was like, "Oh man, Rodgers is still in there. He's still in there. Like, let's go, baby. You throw a thirty-yard touchdown, like we can slam this door shut, and I can." You know, I can teabag, I can virtually teabag <laughs> lamb from across the country, <laughs> and it didn't happen. So it is what it is. But you know, if if Lucroy loses this week, man, and then some of these other five and seven teams win, he is gonna, you know, he he could be on the outside looking in. Well, no, no, that's not necessarily true because how many points scored does he have? He's got twelve hundred seventy-two. Oh yeah, there's yeah. Know, Actually, I got a couple Tree scenarios. Okay. I mean, oh, you want to hit uh, a last talking point. Um, was there any other games that you wanted to go over from last week that really stood out to you before we move on to our playoff scenarios? No, nah, man. Look, I mean, this is week 13. This is the this is the this is the fight for the playoffs week. You know, we playoffs are next week, so let's let's just let's let's, let's get go into, into it. This. But though another thing that I wanted to hit big on uh, that also uh, deals with the whole playoff contention, Kodiak four straight losses in fantasy football really put a hurt on his team, and now he's sitting five and seven, and he's one of those teams that are in the hunt for that final playoff spot. So five straight losses. I went back a little bit uh, into the history books of our league in prior weeks and. Uh, it has not been good for him when, I mean, what was it? Just a few weeks ago, we were talking about how his team is that scary dark horse to play into the playoffs. And as of late, it hasn't looked it. Yeah, I think it was, uh, I think the week that I played him was the first week of those, of those four straight losses. Cause I think he won right before he played me. Um, and then like we were, I think we were basically like tied record wise at the time. Um, and, and I was like, yeah, you know, Cody, he, he had a good team. It was it was tough. It was tough trying to beat him. Oh, no, um, you're right. You were the one who did start his downfall, and you only beat and him by all, a point. Yeah, and that, that was a, such a close game. Um, I bear, you know, but then, and then it just, I guess it snowballed because I thought, like, oh, well, he's still going to be in the playoffs. He'll be fine. And then it, everybody else started winning, and he just started losing. <laughs> that that tends what happens uh when you uh lose four straight games <laughs> for sure all right all right let's uh we kind of already spoke about um robert's odds going in um we already said that he obviously needed to win this week he needed a hulk loss a tree beard loss a brando loss and a kodiak loss and that would put him uh sitting pretty at that six seed um, looking at Luke Roy's odds, he's, um, in with a win, uh, no matter what, he'll be in with a win, but I went over his, uh, scenarios of getting actually kicked out of the playoffs. Uh, he'd be out with a loss plus a Hulk win, a tree beard win, but tree beard needs to score 10, uh, points or more, 
uh, fantasy football wise this week, so he would win on that tiebreaker. And then also Ten points Kodiak more won. than Luke Roy did. Uh, Ten points more than what Luke Roy would win with Will, this week. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he would, needs would lose with this week. The, Yes, yes, he needs because he's down uh, right around ten points right now for points scored. Um, yeah, he yeah, you're right. Yep. Twelve seventy two to twelve sixty two, exactly ten points. Yeah, so he needs to make up that difference this week. Um, a tree I wonder needs to what make happens if you tie like your record is tied and points four is tied. Then what? Uh, you know, I don't know. We got to look at, at our constitution. <laughs> yeah, we, we should we should probably be, know all these so answers. Ins- <laughs> that would be so insane, though. Like I, I guarantee you, we don't have a rule for that in our constitution because, I mean, well, the like, sleeper would, would expect tiebreaker. Yeah, Sli- for sure, they would have a tiebreaker, but we don't know what it is. We yeah, got to figure that out. But uh, yeah, Luke Roy could be on the outside looking in with a loss, the tree win, the ten points, and a Kodiak win. Oh, and a Hulk win as well. But um, yeah, Luke Luke Roy. I mean, four straight losses. He could really, or no, I'm sorry, that's Kodiak with four straight losses. Luke Roy was two straight losses. He could really um be on the outside looking in after this week. Um, moving forward, we got Hulk's in with a win, no matter what. Uh, if he wins, he's in, based off of um standings and uh points scored where he's at. Um, because he's already in locked into a playoff spot as of right now. Um. Now, moving on to another interesting one, Brando, um, coming off his three straight wins. Uh, if he wins this week, he'd be in with a Hulk loss, a Kodiak loss, a uh, tree loss, and he, no matter what happens uh, in that uh, Robert game, uh, even with uh, Roberto's team winning, he would be in because of the points scored. Um Okay. Uh, just correct me if I'm wrong on any of these, because it, it was a lot of calculations going through my my brain this morning, and it was a little hard to function with a child in my hand and the other kid asking me a bunch of questions, as he always does. Um, and then the last one that I wrote down, uh, Kodiak, he'd be in with a um, – Kodiak would be in with a win, a tree beard loss, a Hulk smash loss, and it wouldn't matter what – would happen in the Brando game because he's by far has uh, the points scored. He has over Brando tiebreaker would be 150 points plus. So uh, it wouldn't matter what Brando so does. Brando would have to win and outscore him by 150 points, which would be like, damn near impossible. It is damn near impossible. Well, I don't know. Lamb put up 46 points one week, I think. Hey, and the next week he put up, he beat me. <laughs> motherfucker! I could see that uh, it's still bothering you. What what is going to solve that, uh, or at least uh, fix that issue of that still? I don't think that's going to stop bothering you. I don't think he'll let you live that down for at least a little while. Hey, look, uh, I think that's the first time he's ever beaten me, and it hurts. But we're on to this week, um, which obviously. Projections-wise, doesn't look like it's going to be any more fun for me. Um, you know, I'm even projected to lose in Superflex, so, like, uh, you know, whatever. Um, but, look, we get into the playoffs, I'm going to forget about everything, and it is going to be a, uh, you know, it's it's all, all, all my horses back in the race, baby. 
okay, I mean, but is Christian McCaffrey going to have the same effect moving forward? Are they going to try to, you know, not ride him as hard yes. towards the end of the year? No. Because... No. Shut up. I don't know, just, man. Just don't even don't even speak those words. It's not happening. I but don't they, think... With the one game he came... The one game he came back, he was great again. He's going to be fine when he gets back on the football field. Yeah, but after these injuries this year, you don't think they're going to try to, hey, let's not, you know, risk tearing his ACL or some crazy shit happening where he has the chance to miss possible to uh, the rest of the, I mean, obviously he would miss the rest of this season, but he has the chance of missing. He is the highest played. A lot of fo- next season. He is the highest, he is the highest paid running back in the NFL. And he is the highest paid football player on the Carolina Panthers. You're the leader of the team. You get out there and you play. Yeah, but just having him as a presence on the field is enough to, uh, you know, maybe spook uh, spook defenses into uh, stacking the box and opening that uh, door for Teddy Bridgewater to, you know, um, sling that ball around. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater's not even. (laughs) Teddy Bridgewater, he's actually hurt, ain't he? Who's the quarterback right now? No, Teddy Teddy played last week. He did play. All right, I thought he had that knee injury. I wasn't sure. He did. He did. He missed two weeks ago. You know, it was the PJ Walker experience, um, which was fun. But, uh, you know, Teddy was back last week, and this week they're on bye. So next week, next week they should be fine. Fine with, Listen, you know. Don't, don't sit here. Don't sit here. Don't, don't, just, just stop. Okay? Just don't sit here. You know, you're, you're just gonna... trying to crush my vibe. <laughs> you're going to need him next week, too, because, I mean, it doesn't look. I mean, obviously, yeah, you're, not getting, you're not getting I... that first round bye. So um, you're definitely going to need yeah, him I know. moving forward. I'm doing the best I can here, all right? I mean, it's with how the last week ended, you could literally be playing anyone outside of me, JK, and I think the Coon. I think everyone else is up for grabs of who you could possibly play. Or am well, I if wrong? Luke Maybe. Roy, if, but if, no, because if, if Luke Roy, well, no, yeah, it doesn't matter. I can't. I am going to play whoever whoever the sixth seed is. And that could be anybody. I mean, it could be either very easy for you or it could be a tough game. Yeah, who knows? We'll have to see. Are you nervous about I it yet? I mean, I, no, I'm not, no, I'm not nervous about it because I'm going to have all my players back next week and, it, and they all have good matchups. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. What about moving forward? Say you do win, you end up playing me. Would you be nervous that week? I mean, I might have all my players back. (laughs) I might have all my players back. No, I'm going to smoke you. That's a lot of confidence. That's a lot of confidence. giant Christian McCaffrey dump on your head. (laughs) Hey, real quick, I just got uh, breaking news. Um, So for them, uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, fantasy football owners, he is coming off the COVID-19 list and will start Tuesday per Sources were not my sources, but apparently Bleach Report and Fantasy News and Sleeper per their sources. Yeah, so maybe somebody will make the mistake of putting him in their lineup. He's hey, been absolutely just like atrocious this year. To go from MVP caliber player last year Dude. to a average quarterback. Average running back. Well, they maybe. Figured, they, it was, Dude, it's the same thing that happened when Colin Kaepernick had the same offensive coordinator that that built the scheme for him 
to run all over people and it worked. And then once it stopped working because people figured it out, it stopped working. So last year with Lamar Jackson, it was, you know, it was new. Everybody was trying to figure out how to stop it. And then everybody had an off season to work on what to do. And plus, especially the AFC North teams, um, you know, because they're division opponents. So they're going to spend more time thinking about it. And once somebody laid the groundwork, that was it. I mean, it, that's that's the way that that's the way that system works. That is yeah. why, like, yes, these young quarterbacks that run predominantly run are fun to watch and they're electric. Um, but they have such a short shelf life, and that is why the Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers types who can sit in a pocket and and just and shred you are always going to win out. Now they have, you know, but they have to be able to be athletic to extend plays. That is the most dangerous. Like these running quarterbacks, they're fine for a little bit and they'll, you know, but they're just going to be short lived, you know, and obviously the, the pocket statues that also is, you know, if you have a great offensive line, it's fine. Um, you know, but if you don't have a good offensive line, you got to have some, uh, you got to have some athleticism, to get outside the pocket, but throwing the football and picking apart defenses is the most important part of, you know, playing quarterback. And I, I, for one, I am not a fan of the Lamar Jackson type. I just, I just, I don't know. I don't like it. It seems to, it seems so gimmicky. Like there's something special about watching Rogers or watching Mahomes, watching Brady, you know, completely, just being a field general pick. Yeah. You cannot like there's, you know, when you, you just look at the defense and it's like, what, what can you do? You can't, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. When he's they get in over, he's, he's taken over this game and it's over. It, it, you know, that is, that is fun. That is fun to watch. And it, obviously it's longer lasting. Like Lamar Jackson can take over a game, um, you know, but, He's going to have to figure out the throwing thing if he really wants to be in this league for long. Hey, I don't like know. If he continues, if, if if he has a year like this, um, this year, and then he has a year like this, about this next year, like, is Lamar going to get a second contract, a big one? Do you think that's the writing on the wall then if he continues this average Quarterback play? I don't know. I think he still should get a second contract. I don't foresee him not getting a second contract. Because, um, I mean, yeah, he still with has... the amount of money you have to... He, he the still... amount of money you have yeah. to pay a quarterback and the amount of money he's going to want, well, I'm an MVP. You know, like... The... I just don't... I don't... I mean, I don't see it. He's a freak athlete. I think he'll be able to um, slowly start to adapt. I mean... It, he needs to get his passing game together. I don't know if it's his vision. It's definitely not. I mean, you see he's got arm strength. He could really sling the ball. But is it his vision and his accuracy? Two things you could definitely work on because he's got all of um, the technique there. Um, he just might need to work on something a little bit different. Right, but when he panics, he just decides to run. And then he's going to, I mean, Look at Cam Newton. Sometimes the running just doesn't work anymore, man. And look at Kyler Murray, though. I think he's the biggest surprise. I didn't expect him to be as good as yeah, he's been. Kyler Murray can throw. 
but for his stout nature, he's, he's I think he's as tall as I am. I'm 5'10". Uh, he's the same height as me, and he looks like a midget on the field. So that's saying that if I was out there playing, I'd look like a tiny little midget on the field. And just looking at what he could do, um, it's simply amazing. So, I mean, I wouldn't say that because, th- I, I mean, L- Lamar Jackson could easily follow the same footsteps that Kyler Murray does. I mean, they're what? Same draft class, right? I I just uh, think. No. Kyler Murray was number was the number one pick last year. When was Lamar? Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Lamar so Lamar Jackson was the year was the before. Last year. Yeah. yeah, Lamar was but, the year before. You just look at look at like again look at Colin Colin Kaepernick like it was short lived and then it was you know sh- shuffling around can't really get a job I don't buy it. I mean I know some people like to argue that his his uh, protests are what got him benched but I don't think Colin Kaepernick is a good quarterback. Yeah, we're not going to beat that horse too much, but no, um... I'm just saying I'm just saying. Look, it's the same offensive system. Oh yeah, no, with the uh, same no doubt about coordinator it. doing the same things, and he 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 finds way he finds trickery and good stuff to do in the first year, and it's new to everybody, and they, you know it takes the it takes the the league by storm, but then everybody figures it out, and it's the same argument they make for why like oh we don't think this college this kind of college offense should come come to the NFL. Or that kind of college offense is like with Chip Kelly. When Chip Kelly first came to the NFL, because he had like all these great offenses in Oregon. And he came to the NFL, and at first it was like, "Whoa, what was this?" And then as soon as everybody figured out, figured it out, that was he was end. dead. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, um, real quick, I think it's unfair that we didn't um, look at Treebeard's. Um, playoff opportunities. Uh, I actually did not write down any notes. I didn't have uh, too much time to. So do you want to try to look over this real quick and see what he needs to happen for him to make it into the playoffs? It looks like it'd be as easy as this. Him winning, he needs Kodiak to lose. Um, yeah, Kodiak to lose. And then he needs... Um, Hulk Smash to lose because Hulk Smash has um, yeah Hulk Smash is a like shoe win if he wins a hundred points on him yeah and then also obviously he needs um, Brando to lose it looks like because I don't think oh you know he would beat no he's got he's got the he's, he's got, got the, the tiebreaker on him well unless he Brando puts up fifty no sixty something more points this week. I mean, it all depends, which I doubt. I doubt that's going to happen. So it looks like uh, that that what solidifies his odds. So he needs Kodiak to lose. He needs to win. With the scoring in our league, it seems like most teams most teams score between ninety points and one hundred and thirty points. So you're going to have to ask for you if you know you 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 would have to ask for somebody to have an absolutely abysmal game um and then you know and then you would have to have you know 140 150 points to overcome that deficit so um i'm just saying you know it yeah doesn't I look like the point he's got to do it on record it, well brandon would have to do it on record 
because Tree you know, owns that tiebreaker. You know yeah, but I was saying points. like I'm saying for for Treebeard and and Hulk Smash, you know. Oh yeah. Well, he needs Hulk to Hulk needs to lose because Hulk's sitting in the driver's seat right now for yeah. playoff. If he wins, that eliminates everything that we've spoke about today. So that just nullifies everything. Uh, if he, if he ends up beating you today, that would um, shut everything else out and. There goes all of our playoff scenarios out the window. But if he loses, I mean, he's the big team that needs to lose uh, this week. And that uh, opens well, up. Yeah, but if he wins and, let's say, Kodiak wins, Kodiak's only down by, uh, like, 20-something points on Hulk Smash. Oh, you got that right. He would be a shoe in then at that point. Well, but, no, Kodiak, it, if Kodiak would have to outscore Hulk Smash by 20-something points. 20-something points, yeah. if they both win... Um, and looking at the schedule, it's Kodiak versus, yeah, you I mean it's Kodiak versus JK Cash. I just don't, I mean, uh, maybe I we should ask these players to purposely, you know, tank, not purposely tank, but, you know, suggest it a little bit to see some crazy shit happen on the final week. <laughs> There's too many teams that are in the, that are in a, in contention even if it's like a 5% chance, you know, there's a chance they that make it's going to happen. Playoff, so. Which, um, you know, it kind of makes me unless like our Unless you are Jim, unless Jim and Chops. Completely eliminated. Are the only team that teams that don't, there's no shot. You are the number one and the number two pick for sure. Um, well, I suppose that's not true. If Jim wins. I'm not saying Jim might not be the number two pick. If Jim if Jim wins and then another one of these five and seven teams loses, um, then obviously they could end up with the second pick. But uh, it'd be Robert. Um, Robert, I think, would be the only way because based off points scored. Yeah, Robert, Robert would be the only way. So if Jim wins, if Jim wins and Robert loses, um, then there's your one, two, three. Robert, Robert would be yeah right and. And Robert would, Robert would then hold the number one and number two overall picks. Isn't that crazy? How last year we had the same. Well, we had a team hold the number one, two, and three, and now yeah. this year we'll have number one and number two. So it's kind of like Robert. Yeah. If Robert wins and all these other teams lose, he's the sixth seed in the playoffs. If Robert loses and Jim wins. He's the number two overall pick. I don't think Jim's winning this week, though. He's uh looks like he's who's he up against? Uh, Coon. Oh yeah, I'm just saying though, like that's insane. He can go from the sixth seed in the playoffs to the number two overall pick. Yeah, no, I mean that's the way our. I mean it's crazy the way our um the records fell in our league this year. Um, yeah, I mean I did not like the way our playoff setup was where um, it was the top three teams from each conference making the playoffs. But this kind of opens the door a little yeah. bit more because you're always going to have one or two teams in each divi- or each uh, conference, uh, almost like a guaranteed shoeing for um, shoeing for the playoffs, just based on who they play uh, in the respective divisions. Um, it's got to be like, there's got to be at least top two teams out of each conference. And then that third um, that third team 
in each conference or the third team and beyond all has a shot, which uh, maybe the way we have our league set up is uh, pretty good. Maybe um, I should uh, take back and eat those words where I said we should have changed it or it's the top three teams in each conference. Don't, 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 don't go saying that because now Joe's going to listen to this and he's going to feel vindicated. I don't know. It wouldn't be this exciting. It wouldn't be this exciting if it wasn't for that right now. Which I mean, look, uh, the Packers don't play. The Packers and the look. We got a lot. We got what two Eagles fans and how many Packers fans on this league? So all eyes we've are going to be on Eagles fantasy fans. football. We've got yeah, we've got two Eagles all eyes fans. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, um, six for sure. Packers fans. So at we least eight out of the twelve. Yeah, fan. Yeah, and I have no. I don't know. Yeah. So at least all eyes. Jim or Kodiak. We don't know who they are, so they're kind of yeah. like mystery people. Kodiak is Kodiak is J.K. Cash. Oh, that was uh, that was proven a few weeks ago, wasn't it? No, but, yeah, I mean, we've we we made the argument that uh, that nobody has seen them both talking at the same time. So. <laughs> but I, hey, that means anyway. all uh, all eyes are going to be on fantasy football for the early window. So the first set of games, everyone's going to be paying game, attention. Yeah. Um, will be on fantasy football, and then obviously the Packers Eagles game later on today. All eyes will be turned towards that. So we might not Over be paying. half of our league is going to be on that. So, yeah, we're not going to be paying too. I mean, obviously, I'll pay a lot of attention wait. to fantasy I, like, still. I I hope, one, I hope the uh, I hope the Packers obviously win because that's more important to me. Like, I, NFL football and the Packers has always been more, more important to me than fantasy football. Like, for some reason, if I lose in fantasy but the Packers, the Packers smoke someone, like, I'm pretty happy. It makes if it a little Packers bit better. If the Packers lose and I win in, if I if the Packers lose and I and I win in fantasy, it's like, eh, I won. That's awesome. But like, my team, like you know, yeah, like for some reason that's the way I am. I know some people like I don't care. It's all fantasy. Um, but I hope that um, the Packers crush the spirits of the Phil- the, the Eagles today. Um, and then the Packers players on my team crush the spirits of Hulk smash. So it is a double whammy fantasy football and the Eagles, the Packers just hurting his feelings. And uh, which would be hilarious. Um, it could really screw his playoff uh, contention up too. I mean, like I said, if you could beat Hulk, and his Eagles lose know, today, I, and he gets kicked out of playoff contention. That's three things. That's three strikes, man. That's got to be rough if all those come. I up. want, I want Aaron Rodgers to throw, uh, you know, fifteen passes for two hundred sixty-nine yards and three touchdowns to Aaron Jones today. <laughs> that's, that's the stat line of Tyreek Hill from last week, and I will take that as the stat line for Aaron Jones. And oh well, hey, Aaron look. Jones, Aaron Rodgers stack the the two birthday boys this week. They both had their birthday on Wednesday, um. So I need them to have a happy birthday, um. Offensive beatdown. 
Also, with those three touchdown passes, that'll put Aaron Rodgers at uh, 400 career touchdowns. Yeah, the fastest well. to ever do it. And um, uh, his and t- 50 less interceptions than or 80 less interceptions than anybody else to do it. And he'll still be below 100 interceptions, which is just uh, pure amazing. So, uh, what is he at? Like 80, 83, I think, is the last time I, I yeah, I think it was 80 something. He's the, I, there's just, unless Rodgers for some reason throws like 17 or like 20 interceptions straight without a touchdown, um, it'll be impossible for him to finish with, uh, or at least yeah. hit a hundred interceptions before he hits 400, um, touchdowns. Well, he talked about, he talked about that record on the Pat McAfee show this where maybe it wasn't on the Pat McAfee show. Maybe it was on the, maybe it was in a press conference. Um, but he did talk about that 400 touchdown record and, um, you got, dude, I'm t- like, after what they did to the Bears defense, I mean, today I feel like I feel like they're gonna crush the Eagles. Just, just, just crush them. Yeah, with the way they played against that Bears defense, I mean, it seems like they've finally gotten things together on offense again. It's on their groove. They, they, yeah, they. It seemed like they got knocked off track um, after that Tampa Bay. Um, complete blowout and their offense was just looking for an identity for some reason for a few weeks where they're just I mean yeah they put up points against the Texans but the Texans have shitty defense and it just seems like they needed another game where they played at a top defense just to show and get like that satisfaction that pride but they they played two two top defenses two weeks in a row the Colts have a top defense and the Bears have a top defense Nobody has scored more points against those two teams than the Packers. The most points that was scored against the Bears was 26 points for the last three seasons. And we the Packers almost, put up 41 points. Almost doubled it. Yeah, and then against the Colts, nobody put up – I don't think anybody put up more than uh, 28 – Nobody put up more than 28 points against the Colts all season. The Packers put up 28 in the first half. So, um, I know it, you know it struggled the rest of the way, whatever. But they're they're high, the highest scoring team in the NFL. They're number one. So, um, and Rodgers talked about it like the other day. Like I know we lost to the Colts. It was it was after the it was right there's a Sunday night press conference after the Colts game. He was like, you know, I know we lost, um, so this statement's probably not gonna make sense. But um when we practiced this week, we practiced like a great team. Like it finally it finally clicked. And it it's the same kind of statement he made when he said we could run the table because like I know we lost this game or the last game, but you know, the way things are going in practice, everything seems to be clicking now. I believe we can run the table. I really do. And that was when they went on their tears. So that statement came right before the Bears game. Which I mean we smoked to the best I'm just saying, like I'm 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 look, this no, is I narrative street for sure. <laughs> well it... and Rogers doesn't just speak things into existence. It's not like he said well, I think we can run the table, and then it's like, all right, guys, we got to find a way to run the table. So they said <laughs> it like he 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 believed in what he saw that it could that that they had a chance to do it, 
and they did it all the way up until the NFC Championship game. So, um, what I'm just what I'm saying is is like if that so they he said that and if that was that was 100 true, and then they smoke the Bears who have a way better defense than anybody else we're gonna face the rest of the way. Like what what's this offense gonna do? Which I mean it. To say that they're starting to click, um, I mean, for some reason, I don't know what it is about the Packers and them not being able to, you know, get shit clicking until mid-season, mid-towards the end of the season. But, um, I mean, just to get on the same page and everyone being on the same page now moving forward. I mean, you look in prior years when Rodgers made those statements, uh, our team was sitting in a pretty bad spot where we were struggling. Dead in the water. Exactly. We're barely pulling away wins. We're but four and six. If we're, we're four and six, when he said, uh, when he said, run the table, I think we can run the table. So imagine now where we're sitting at um, eight and three, seven and three, or eight seven and three, and, yeah. eight and three, eight and three, sitting at eight and three, and now we're starting to click. I mean, if we're able to pull those wins out um, this year without being able to click, I'd be afraid to play the Packers uh, moving forward, including the playoffs, and I'd be. For definitely sure. afraid of the Packers getting the number one seed and the playoffs running through Lambeau. Oh, baby. And then if we start getting some fans, because that was the other thing. Like, I know it was only 500 fans or whatever at uh, at the, the Bears game, but, like, they played roll out the barrel. They did the da na 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 go pack go thing. And, like, you could you could hear everybody getting a little bit jacked up on the energy from – from the fans and like I thought every place that area Smith was going to run over the quarterback. Hey, um, and it looks like Preston Smith is um, finally starting to wake up and get involved. Um, for sure. It's, I don't know if it was because the bears offense is just like fucking terrible, but I mean, yeah. it's got to at least put some confidence into him. Cause you know, he's, he had to have been hurting for confidence. Uh, reading all the tabloids and what all the news outlets are saying that Preston. I mean, they weren't like pushing his buttons, but you know, it's out there. Yeah. People are saying that he hasn't been playing to the same caliber, and you know he's got to be feeling it. So right. last week was definitely a good confidence boost for him. And then last year against the Eagles, um, Devontae Adams had like 10 receptions for 180 yards. Um, and that was obviously that was the turf toe game when he, yep. when he first hurt his toe, uh, which was unfortunate. He was definitely going to go over 200 that game because it was like early when he hit 180. Um, but so I, I'm expecting a big game today and that's why like, I know I'm projected to lose, but I will be, my jaw will be, be on the floor if Aaron Rodgers only gets 26 points against the Philly defense. Like he's at least getting 35. Like. Yeah, and and if they start to involve Jones a little bit more, I mean that's obviously going to help you out. And Scantling last the passing week, game, yeah, I get that stack, yeah, for sure. Scantling put up what a big goose egg. Are you planning on starting Scantling uh, this week? I don't, I no, I don't have him. I don't have him in my lineup. I'm thinking about it because I got Ceedee Lamb going against the uh, going against Baltimore's defense. Um, but who would I'm he be lining up against? Him. Do you know who he'd be lining up against? I don't even know the I don't know the names of the players. Like, there's no big name players really on Baltimore's defense. They just play so good as a unit. Like, yeah, 
It's not like, you know, okay, the Bill, the Buffalo Bills have Tredavious White. You know, if your receiver goes against Tredavious White, like, usually bad things happen. Or Richard Sherman, obviously, in the back in the day. Um, you know, now going up, you got to go against Jair Alexander and the Packers. Like, yeah, you're probably going to have a rough game. There's no player on, like, the Ravens in the Ravens secondary where you're like, oh, no, I don't want him to go against that guy. And maybe that's just me, like, that I don't know their names. But usually, I like, I'm aware of who the shutdown corners are in the league. You know, Stephon Gilmore, um, those types. And I don't, I don't know who the, I don't even know who the Ravens have. And plus, they had, like, 40 people out with COVID. So, <laughs> who, who knows who's even playing on Tuesday, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think they, I mean, I think they have up to, I think almost every player, as long as they tested negative or eligible to come back at this point, um, I think there was, like, 10 other players right. that are on the list, um, including Lamar Jackson, who's coming off of it today. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's... It's it's tough uh, when you got to pick what player you think could blow up because you never know. There's always that chance where, hey, what happens if that player starts pulling single coverage on just a few plays and those plays is when um, he gets those deep passes and scores a touchdown. You never know. Anything can happen any day in fantasy football, and uh, it makes it tough to definitely be a manager, especially of a dynasty league. Um, I mean, we're, what, year three right now in our dynasty league, and um, – we're still working. Yeah. I mean, I went back a couple times and I looked back at um, my original draft and there's only a few players that I still have as like solid blocks on my team. Uh, I'm going to name three off or two off right now. It's obviously Mahomes or three Mahomes, Barkley and Derek Henry. Those are the only three players that have really constantly put up numbers outside of that. I've been, I made a few trades, and the waiver wire has done me pretty over the past few years. So, um, I mean, it yeah. doesn't matter who you draft. It's just more or less the luck of the draw, which reverts back to um, us speaking on whether MVS or CD Lamb. And it's just it's a tough one because MVS could have either a big game or he could be an absolute uh, dud and post a goose egg like he did last week. Yeah. So it's uh, I mean, definitely we're gonna choice. we're gonna find out at three twenty four. 324, we will find out if I decided to move C.D. Lamb for uh, MVS for the uh, the chance at the blow-up game, the chance at the big play. Hey, um, uh, well, I, I know I'll be looking forward to seeing who you're starting. Um, I guess uh, pretty soon, or I guess we're going to start wrapping things up, but um, unless you've yeah. got something else uh, to hit on, there's one more key that I want to hit on, um, and that's uh, making our picks. Who's going to be the last playoff seed in our fantasy league. Who do you think, uh, who do you think sneaks in? Or do you think Hulk beats you today and he solidifies himself, uh, in that playoff spot? Um, well, part of me wants to say that Hulk is going to lose just cause I want to give myself the confidence that I can pull this one out. Um, but I do see like he's got Miles Sanders uh, going against Green Bay's defense, which um, they might make him look like Barry Sanders today. <laughs> so um, there's that. Um, but and then he, you know, he's got Raheem Mostert and stuff. I, I I'm tossing it up between Hulk and uh, and Robert. I think I think it's going to be one of those two teams. As as odd as that sounds, um, I think it's going to be one of them too. 
Gotcha. All right. Well, that's not putting a lot of confidence. I would love in your to team. see Robert. I would love to see Robert do it, especially like, especially on the back of Amari Cooper. Um. So then I can put up a big middle finger to everybody who said I completed an unfair trade. Um. So that'd be cool. But anyways. Um. And Robert's, you know, Robert's my boy. Like, I, I. I know how hard he, how hard of a time he's had with fantasy football the last couple of years, being, you know, working a hundred hours a week or whatever as a freaking Marine Corps recruiter, um, and to see him finally, finally get something to break his way in that regard, like I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, no, I definitely would like to see Robert in the playoffs, but I mean that's like an easy scratch off win for whoever's playing him in the first round. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I hope. To, Although Robert has given me a run for my money plenty of times. Hey, look, he beat me, yeah. what, two, three weeks ago. My team put it right. up an absolute dud. And uh, he needed that win, too, because look where that put him this week. Um, right. It put him right into playoff contention. But um, Who's oh, your pick? Who's my pick? I got um, – I mean, it's hard to go against – Hulk right now as much as I'd like to see him lose and the Eagles lose and him get kicked out of playoff contention I think Hulk uh, is obviously a shoo with the win but um, my wild card going in I think it's going to be Treebeard I think um, he got all the cards basically in his pile for um, an easy way to get in because he needs I think he needs the least amount to go against him to um make that playoff yeah. spot, which is funny because what was that, like two, three weeks, we're talking about how he was uh, way on the outside, and I was actually asking him yeah. if he was going to start, you know, maybe not trying to win, yeah. and um, he was all for it. Hey, he told me straight up, hey, he still has a big shot at the playoff, and I mean, look, I think um, he's definitely my wild card pick moving forward to make the playoffs. I mean, yeah, I I agree. He definitely has a good chance. Um, I need Hulk Smash to lose because Hulk Smash has been like he's been my my playoff kryptonite for some reason. A thorn um, in your side. He's been the thorn in your side. The thorn. He's been a definite thorn in my side. He knocked me out last year when when I thought like I had the strongest team. Um, and then obviously Joe like Joe knocked it out of the park for sure, but. Hulk smash. Um, I need, I need you to disappear. (laughs) Um, so with that being said, we're, uh, we're out of time. We will, we didn't do any picks today. Um, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll make the picks off the air. Um, you know, just like text or whatever. And, uh, you know, we, we wanted to do this though, this playoff primer because, of the week, you know, we missed we missed a recording because um, of unfortunate circumstances in my life. So um, I guess actually probably fortunate, unfortunate for trying to get recordings done, but <laughs> fortunate in the fact that um, I uh, I don't have to worry about putting food on my family's table. So I am thankful. Um, I'm thankful for that. So I'm always here that for being you, said, bud. So. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, but with that being said, y'all have a happy Sunday. Let's go week 13. Let's see how this playoff race uh, buttons out later. Peace.
thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy the show, we ask that you leave a review and tell someone about it. For more from us throughout the week, check us out on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Island or on Patriot.com slash Fantasy Island Dynasty where you can leave us a buck a month if you so choose. You know, maybe every episode you hear you will think is better than the last one. Maybe you'd like to have some impact and really help an independent podcast get off its baby deer legs and become something great. And if that's the case, maybe you could decide to skip a coffee or maybe a soda and toss us three bucks, maybe five bucks a month. And we hope you will join us on this journey. This is the Fantasy Island Dynasty Podcast, and we are out of time.